Okay, so here's the rotation. Ride with me on this. Right now, right now, not pipe dreams. Mitch Keller is your main guy. Marco Gonzalez and Martin Perez are your four and five types, okay? Maybe some mixture of three, four, and five or whatever, okay? Then Paul Skeens comes in at some point, maybe a couple months into the season. Now I ask you, what's missing? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this, and I hope you'll check those out as well. Ben Charrington spoke with reporters yesterday on the occasion of Andrew McCutcheon very, very, very predictably signing a one-year $5 million contract. And, of course, all kinds of other issues came up in the conversation. One of those was basically just the state of the offseason. And this was what Charrington had to say on that subject. We, we would like to add to the rotation. Um, we would still uh, like to add to our position player group also. Um, you know, I think we feel good that we can go into the season with the group we have. Um, but we don't want to be satisfied with that either. We want to keep hunting for uh, upside, both in the rotation and in the position player group. And we feel like there's a lot of time left in the offseason, uh, a lot of possibilities still out there, whether that's through free agency or trade. You know, I mean, there are things we could do right now, um, you know, things we could say yes to that we have not said yes to because we don't yet like the deal. Uh, but we're going to keep hunting uh, opportunities. He's offering maybe a little bit more specificity than the norm, but otherwise there's not much to take from that because he can say add to the rotation, add to the position player group, and it it could mean nothing. It could mean adding to your minor league depth. It could mean adding to the bench. What it doesn't mean, at least not necessarily, is an upgrade over what's currently at hand. No such promise was made in what you just heard there. But because this is Christmas and all that other stuff and we're supposed to be filled with joy and cheer and hope and whatever else, I'll throw in this potential scenario in which a lot of wrongs would be righted about this roster in the snap of a finger. Get a number two starter. Get a real guy who is a real number two starter, not in this rotation, but in the National League. And the way you do that, if you're the Pirates, as if they haven't telegraphed this enough, is to make a trade. If you're going to be serious, I've been saying this now for a couple weeks, about making a significant move toward improving in 2024, and you're simultaneously not making any meaningful pursuits in free agency, at least none that have become public in any capacity, then what you're talking about here is trades. Did you hear Charrington's final couple of lines there 
in that audio clip that I played for you. The stuff about there's stuff that we could say yes to right now, but we're just not liking what's there. Now, yeah, of course, that could mean free agency. But when you're talking about yes and no, you're talking about trades. You're talking about things where another team wants this or that or you want this and that to sweeten one pot or the other. I took that. And I could be completely wrong, and you're free to take it however you want. But I took that as Charrington being involved in trades, trade talks. He's not yet once in recent weeks mentioned potential player acquisition by isolating on free agency. He'll say free agency and trade. And he's even been more detailed than that. Now, of course, this is his fifth year, and it would be the first such trade of his Pittsburgh tenure, meaning whoever it is that you're dealing with in all likelihood is going to want prospects, really, really good prospects, in return. I'm of the belief that the Pirates don't have the caliber of prospects that a lot of others seem to think that they do, but they do have live arms, they do have... Younger guys with full arsenals, and if they were given the proper instruction and development and all that other stuff, that parentheses, you're not going to get in Pittsburgh and parentheses, then yeah, sure, go ahead and move them. I'll give you an example. Maybe we think of Ruanzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz and Quinn Priester as broken possibly broken beyond repair, or just flat out not good enough. But three of them, or two of them, or even if there's just a, a another team that says, wow, man, the Pirates have really, really screwed up Contreras, and we could fix him in about a week. Just a week. Give us a week with that kid. We're going to make him into something. This sort of thing happens all the time. By the way, it's not just stuff that's aimed at the pirates, although it might feel like that. Maybe it's somebody who's a lot younger. Maybe it's somebody who's in the lower minors. Maybe it's a Termar Johnson. You know, and I'm not throwing out names here because I've heard stuff or whatever. So please don't conflate this with, you know, he's saying that they might trade Johnson. No, I'm not. I'm saying that when you make moves like this, it almost always has to be someone that you really kind of cringe at giving up. Now, why would you do that now as opposed to two, three years from now? Why wouldn't you wait on a Bubba Chandler or some of the other promising youngsters in the system? Well, the answer to that, I think, is that the figurative window isn't endless. When I say that, I'm not referring to Brian Reynolds' age or Brian Hayes' age or, or anyone else like that, because it's still a really young core to this roster. What I'm referring to is the tenure of the front office and the tenure of the field manager and his staff. You do get to a point where you take that date stamped on the side of the milk carton seriously. And these guys have been at it for a half a decade now. 
and they haven't even come within a solar system of succeeding at anything at the big league level. So if you want to talk about a window, you want to talk about what the motivation would be behind that window. And I get the strong sense that that motivation would be, you know, dude, win something. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q is one of several that arrived in response to my Andrew McCutcheon episode yesterday discussing whether or not he would be a realistic Hall of Fame candidate once his career is up. Most of you, it's safe to summarize without having done some official tabulation, uh, are of the opinion that he's not a Hall of Famer that he's not on a Hall of Fame trajectory and that he won't be one. All of them were respectful, but most of them were doubtful in this specific category. They offered other suggestions, retiring his number, making a statue, that sort of thing. But the Hall of Fame was out in large part because of numbers. Most people, as I kind of expected, threw numbers at me, uh, doesn't have 3,000 hits, doesn't have this and that, home runs, whatever. What Jim wrote was, the Hall of Fame is or should be reserved for the best of the best when they played. Jim's emphasis, not mine. Regardless of what team is involved, Kutch is a Hall of Famer to Pirates fans, but he's not within Major League Baseball history. See, Jim, here's what's funny. I think one of the strengths of Kutch's candidacy will be that he does meet exactly that criteria that you just cited as working against him. Because in the middle of the past decade, when the Pirates made the playoffs three times, had a winning record the year after that, Kutch was legitimately one of the best players in baseball. He was the MVP one year, and he was, and I think a lot of people have forgotten about this, or maybe they just don't pay as much attention to the balloting that's involved in the MVP, but Kutch finished third on the National League MVP voting 
twice, and he finished fifth another time. So that's four years right there where he was considered to be among the top handful of players, regardless of position, in his league. And I got to tell you, as a Hall voter who's voted for plenty of people that don't meet that criteria, Kutch kind of rises above when we're in this specific area. I voted for Scott Rowland a year ago. I I like the vote. I like a lot of his credentials. But Rowland is one of those classic cases of a player who's never seen by anybody as the best in the game, the best in his league, and maybe not even in the top three, four. What Roland did was he hung around for a while. He was tremendous in terms of the balance between offense and defense and power. So he met a lot of these Hall-type criterias. And what I suggested on yesterday's episode is that maybe the Hall-type criterias are a little bit a little old school and a little worn and a little inflexible when it comes to measuring a player's true value. There's that word, value, and it's within valuable. Kutch was as valuable as it gets in Pittsburgh. And not just in Pittsburgh, but obviously everywhere, he was applauded as such. National League MVP. That wasn't a Pittsburgh award. That was something that was selected by writers from New York to L.A. and north and south and back. Three total times in the top three of such voting. Again, that wasn't just us here in Pittsburgh. That was everywhere. The fact that he you know, wasn't born with Roland's build and wasn't going to hit a zillion home runs and, and whatever else... That that doesn't weigh anywhere near as much to me as his overall value to his team. And yes, it's absolutely fair to be looking at newer, more modern, more accurate metrics as to how to value performance. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we will do another one of these tomorrow. 